0: And Welcome to the Exit Row Podcast, a place where you can learn about tools, techniques, and people who can help you exit your business into a retirement, a great retirement that has you exiting when you want, with the money you want, and a purpose to do what you want with the people you want to do it. I'm Frank Warren, racer, coffee junker, an exit planning slash succession planning ninja. Uh, if you've been with me uh, or read any of my articles on LinkedIn, you perhaps have seen me mention the um, uh, three typical routes for exiting a company into retirement, and those, reti- those um, routes include uh, selling to a third party, usually for cash when you sell to a third party, or to sell to uh, insiders, uh, usually um, uh, hopefully for cash, but um, uh, often for some kind of an installment structure. Um, and those insiders would include people like uh, family members, uh, and/or your management team, and/or uh, specific employees. Or you might sell to uh, employees outright, or to uh, uh, to an uh, an ESOP. Um, the uh, A second route um, might be to um, or excuse me a third route might be to and this is the one that we don't really talk about quite as much because it doesn't seem to happen as much now but let's say that you have a um, a business that is uh, so unique and such a ni- uh, a niche um, uh, that um, there really isn't a market for it. Well, then you might find that you have to wind up your company and uh, sell off what assets uh, um, have value to third parties. Um, But what if you, um, instead of wanting to um, sell your company, (coughs) let's say that you just don't want to find yourself um, leaving the company completely. You still have an emotional attachment that you just can't get over, and by the way, when we have someone who is interested in um, in completely retiring from their companies but they're having a hard time m- m- making that uh, that's that cut off uh, from themselves and their and the uh, the enterprise that they've built uh, sometimes we have to bring in some kind of a coach or a uh, um, or a uh, counselor to Help them work through, help them and the people around them, to work through the issues of uh, of leaving their companies. But uh, let's say that you 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 want to to spend more time and enjoy the fruits of what you've built, but you're not really quite so sure that you want to cut everything off completely. Um, think about that for a moment, because um, as I've mentioned in previous uh, podcasts. And, and in some of the things that we've written, um, you, you'll never really be able to get out completely, and, and you're going to get out completely one day whether you want to or not, but you're not going to be able to get out completely on your own terms if your company is not self-managing. That is, you want a, you want a company that has, um, has a value separate and apart from you as the founder slash owner and we define a company that is self-managing a company that does have that separate uh value apart from you as uh, as an involved owner as one where you could leave that company for 30 days consecutively (laughs) not check in be completely disconnected from it and the company would still be serving uh customers would still Uh, be creating value, would still be a great place to work, would still be operating well, would still be growing. If you don't have that kind of a company, and let's say that you're permanently laid up with uh, COVID-19 or you die, well, um, the the value of that company uh, evaporates by at least two-thirds and probably a lot more overnight. So um, if you do want to have a company where you or a retirement where um, you're only retiring on a partial basis, you've got to really have a company that um, that if your retirement wasn't partial but was complete, uh, can exist and function without you. There's a, um, somebody that I just kind of stumbled across um, uh, just looking through my LinkedIn list the other day and uh, he's made a big impression on me with his thinking. A fellow by the name of Jim Muehlhauser. Um, Jim has coined a phrase and I think it's, it says it well. He talks about half a half retirement. And as I understand it and hopefully um, uh, Jim and I can have uh, some contact soon and maybe I can even get him on the podcast. Um, as I understand his use of the term He's saying that uh, rather than completely exiting your company, that what you would do is to um, structure things so that you're only involved on a full or part-time basis on two or fewer days a week within a seven-day period. So, um, and the rest of the time, as I understand it, you're completely disconnected. You've got things running so well. You've got the right people in the uh, in the right seats, and and uh, even most of your function is uh, redundantly um, uh, provided by members of your team. Um, that sounds like not a not a bad way to go, particularly if you're um, not quite ready to to, to do it. Uh, to do a complete retirement. Uh, that may be a good intermediary way. But I think also the the thing, that, as I understand Jim, uh, 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 Jim's concept goes, um, y- you know, we like to point our clients towards um, advisors, uh, transaction advisors who uh, can help them to get more than what industry multiples are if they've got the discipline to... Um, to let that um, transaction advisor uh, lead the way as they um, sell their companies. But sometimes um, people are not good fits for that kind of thinking. That, by the way, that's called outrageous, um, uh, an, uh, an outrageous business sale, and uh, you're looking for uh, achieving a, a financial result that instead of being based on the inherent value of the company, um, it's based on your buyer's uh, pain uh, at not having acquired you or, uh, or the gain uh, to be had uh, if he dies. So, um, but some people have a hard time getting their, their, uh, their arms around uh, that Um, that concept and so it's better for them to um if they're planning on going for um, a a value that is um, uh, that is a uh, a standard industry multiple maybe some maybe it is better for them to to stay with their company or if they look at the uh at at a comparison of if i sell my company I'm only going to get X percent, whereas if I keep my company, it's generating a return of uh, a return on the uh, on the value of the company of um, a significant amount more than what I could get through a uh, uh, through an investment portfolio that's based on the um, uh, on, on my cashing out. Uh, and that's a I think that's not a not, not a bad way. Um, to uh, uh, to approach it. Um, it is important to remember, as I said earlier, that at some point in time, you are going to exit your company. It's gonna go, and it's gonna be a complete exit. You are either gonna die or you're gonna become permanently incapacitated. Um, and and at, at that point in time, um, you um, wanna make sure that you've got things in place that will allow for that valuation to be um, uh, to be as maximized as possible. And I will tell you that if you uh, are, are thinking that maybe later on, uh, if you do become incapacitated or you do die, that whoever's running things may be able to get a um, an outrageous value for your company, that may be kind of hard uh, because many buyers are gonna be looking at that company and. They um, um, they may be more inclined to take advantage of a distressed situation in which the company's being uh, being uh, disposed of. So, uh, if you do decide that you're going to employ, as I understand it, if you do decide that you that you're going to employ uh, a half retirement uh, model, um, whether as a transition or as a permanent. Um, uh, as a permanent way for you to, um, to retire from your company, and then um, you want to do all the contingency planning with your, um, with your attorney and, your, um, and a CPA who understands these kinds of things and um, whatever consulting advice is necessary to make sure that you have a company that um, if you do stroke or croak after you have done a partial retirement, that you can, um, uh, that you and or your family will uh, will wind up with um, uh, a, a full um, harvesting of industry multiples out of your company rather than um, a, a distressed one. I want to commend also to your reading uh, a book that um, if you are so inclined and don't want to do complete retirements, um, there's a book by a fellow by the name of Tim Ferris, Ferriss, F-E-R-R-I-S-S. Uh, Tim is the author of the Four Hour Work Week. And a number of years ago, uh, I had a um, um, a really really great executive coach working with me. Um, right around 2000 six or seven it was um uh, about a year or so after I had as an adult been diagnosed with attention deficit disorder and that's an interesting story in and of itself because uh I was in Portugal racing in the 24 hours of Evra which is a um uh, a 24 hour endurance go-kart race and yes there is such a thing and it's mostly an adult sport uh, and I I got to actually race against uh, a childhood uh, uh, hero of mine, Clay Regazzoni, who had raced for Ferrari and Williams in F1, and and what a neat neat man. He's deceased now, but a great guy. Um, and uh, I had taken my turn at uh, uh, during the night at the wheel, and uh, my mind was wandering at a, a very high rate of speed uh, for not being belted in, and. Um, I realized that I did have attention deficit disorder, and this this particular coach is the one uh, when I got ho- uh, got home and I was diagnosed, and then waited about a year to try to find a coach that could help me out. This particular coach um, recommended Ferris's book, and so um, uh, there's a, I read the original version, and my first thought was, this guy thinks he's kind of a you know he's kind of God's gift to the world, um, but I. Approached a second reading with an open mind. And by the way, the book has been updated. Uh, I do suggest, um, getting the updated version because some of the things that he suggests, he made some modifications, um, from, um, uh, from the first version, but he advises taking what he refers to as many retirements, uh, M I N I retirements, um, and um, he has done this. <laughs> he, in fact, I think he was kind of on the leading edge of a lot of these um, uh, internet entrepreneurs who do consulting and, and design work and, and what have you. And and uh, they can do it wherever they can plug in their laptop and get Wi-Fi. Um, so uh, among the things that he has done, he um, has taken time off um, uh, doing a three or four month retirement. To learn a particular martial art and then to compete in it, uh, he wound up uh, finding a a loophole in the rules of, of this particular martial art that I can't remember the name of, and um, used it to become the world champion of this in this particular sport, which is crazy. And then um, he also won a um, he he also went to Buenos Aires in Argentina to uh, to learn how to um, tango and uh won a Tango uh championship. Um so the the point is um that um maybe there is something to this idea of half retirement uh, and or mini retirements and um, um and you know enriching your life and expanding your horizons uh by uh, by taking that kind of time off. Um, I know that um having had b- my, uh, other businesses myself in the past, uh, I have found myself, um, sometimes missing out on things with, uh, family events and, and what have you, um, and, uh, trying to do too many things on my own. Uh, so there is a great benefit if you decide that you're going to, um, either pursue a half retirement or maybe move into this idea of, of, uh, uh, taking many retirements, but not, com- but in neither case, neither completely leaving what you're doing. Uh, there isn't an awful lot to be said for how much more engaged you would be if you did so. And again, that's the whole idea between, behind our idea of um, uh, of uh, creating companies that are um, uh, self-managing enterprises. Uh, there's there 's more much more to life than just doing what you 're doing and there 's frankly there 's not a lot that 's really noble about working so hard um, and doing so in an, uh, in an inefficient and unproductive way when you get down to it that you miss out on opportunities to engage uh, with the people you love and people that are important to you uh, that 's not a really you know, not a really rich life to um to live as an entrepreneur that way. It doesn't make you any better. Uh, and I would suggest to you, it makes you quite worse. So, And, and really that's, um, as um, uh, uh, as uh, Dan Sullivan has, uh, has said, uh, and if you're not familiar with Dan Sullivan, uh, he is a leading thinker in the world of uh, executive coaching. But he said that the question you should be asking is not how to get things done, but who can get things done that you need to have done in your organization. So um, I want to leave you with uh, with that thought for today. And uh, as always, we are uh, ready to serve you at Seabrook Wessex. You can find us at um, www.seabrookwessex.com. Or actually, probably the best way to find us is just to leave off the www and just use seabrookwessex.com. Um, and um, uh, let us know if um, there's something, a challenge that you're facing that you think that we might be able to, to help you with, uh, either with succession planning or uh, team development or augmentation of your company's value. So um, have a, an outstanding day. Keep having fun on the road to world domination. I am Frank Warren, racer, coffee junker, junkie and junker yeah, coffee junkie and exit planning slash succession planning ninja and you've been listening to the exit row podcast